Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Make Work Human podcast. I'm Larissa Haynes. And I'm Jen Baggett. And together, we are exploring what it takes to make work human. Hey, guys. So on the podcast today, we have my friend Lauren Greif. And little bit different today because we just sort of jumped into the conversation. So we're going to do a little intro and then lead you right into the fun. So Lauren is the founder and president of Portfolio Rocket, which is a career system developed for senior level creatives and marketers committed to be in, being in control of their search. And she has so much good stuff to say. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. So... Most of my clients, a large number of them, have been so wildly successful on their own. They, you know, they developed apps, you know, and, and they thought that that, was, that party was never going to end, right? They were always going to be found, their portfolio, somebody, somebody, somebody. Um, and even though clearly the pandemic, um, you know, was a game changer for everyone, at a certain point in their life, not, not only... Do they have their own wants and needs? So just because they're being found doesn't mean that that's something that they want to do. They could be found by a bunch of crap. And there's like, these people, whoever they are, I don't want to diss on recruiters or anything. These people, hiring managers, decision makers are calling me and they don't even know what I do. Like they're just randomly blinding, calling me because they see that I have, you know, that I, um, I worked at Coca-Cola. Well, I worked at Coca-Cola 15 years ago. Like, are you not paying attention here? Right. So they have to have uh, uh, some skin in the game. Absolutely. They have to, because for them, for creatives and marketers specifically, what I know um, so well and so intimately is they are their work. They are their work. Their portfolio, you don't like my portfolio, you may as well be saying, you know, in subtext, you don't like me. Mm. Yeah. It's not like an accountant. It's not like it's not like you know uh, somebody in manufacturing. It, that portfolio is an ex, like a lifeline, an extension of not only their body of work, but but the the whole entire reason for being. Mm. Yeah. And if that is compromised, then you know what next? I mean, of course, there's other components of it, but I think that is one of the key differentiators with this breed of talent. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And you have some awesome, fun, smart, cool people in your little tribe there too. <laughs> yeah. So I had me come in to do a little kind of EQ talk one that like, they're just awesome people. Oh, that's so good. I love yeah. that. You were amazing. And, and I know that I mean, we've been through, I, I'm in the middle right now of my fourth group. So I, I started my business in March of 2020. Um, pretty, pretty swiftly, I was able to start building individual clients. And then at a certain point, I was kind of like, oh my, like, this is not sustainable. So I built in a group program essentially to scale. But what I really didn't factor in initially was how powerful the group dynamic was in terms of the the support piece, yeah. but also they are accessing their each other's network generously. Yeah. So if 
each person randomly has, you know, whatever the average is, 250 connections on, on an average. Well, you multiply that by, I don't know, 12 people mm-hmm. who are all, you know, in creative marketing fields. Somebody's going to know somebody. Yeah. yeah. That's really powerful. That's huge. And so they are developing their own relationships offline. It's a perfect um, test test bed for them breaking into conversations, getting to know each other, starting to network, because now, of course, they've got a much warmer referral. Oh, you know, you're a friend of Shannon's or, oh, you're a friend of Andre's. You know, oh, great. You know, I'd love to speak with you. And so that whole referral fast track, which Mm. is the entire, um, really what is behind the hidden job market, right, is building those referrals is um, expedited and also um, builds a lot of confidence so that when they go out to network with strangers, which is what I call it, networking with strangers, then they have some practice under their belt and they also um, are less, they're less herky-jerky and intimidated um, and they start to realize that, you know, as uncomfortable as it may be, the more you do it, just inevitably it'll it'll ease up and 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 that's really it's exciting for them they're like oh my god you know like i just spoke with them like this one guy who's at xbox he's like i just spoke to this guy from Fortnite. oh my god i've been following this guy forever you don't understand you don't understand we had like a real conversation and i'm like gaston like that is like my day is me he goes i never knew this could be so fun Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Oh, you know, because networking is like the most dreaded thing for most people. Like when they, well, a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Not this one. Not that one over there. Right. And you know, I, um, I am, I am by nature an extrovert. I love, I love people. I love strangers. Um, You know, in true confessions, I, I, I spoke this morning to like, 400 people at an AA meeting. So I've been sober for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, so I spoke and, and, and that's a really safe place. Yeah. And, you know, I can go there, I can bring it like all of it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was wonderful. Totally fueled me, lit me up all that. I, I have been like bemoaning um, kind of my like awkwardness on, um, on clubhouse. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, now I know and feel and have greater empathy for those folks who are, you know, more challenged on LinkedIn or in other places. Like this is useful. And that's my, that's my goal every day to be useful. Um, so it makes, it, it, it's really, it's really been a very humbling, truly humbling experience, but it's, it's happening. <laughs> Love it. Ah, good stuff. Ah, I knew, see, I knew this would be like just a fun conversation no matter what. <laughs> you know, um, fun is, fun is important. Oh, like, totally. like fun is really important. And I find that one of the most dreaded things, talk about it, Jen, like, right. Dreaded activities in terms of networking, even bigger is actually embracing the fact that you have to look for a new job. Oh yeah. That is like a root canal um, without immediate relief. You know, like that is not a 
fun process. Mm-hmm. And people have a preconceived notion that it's going to be hell. <laughs> and, 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 and it is. I mean, I'm not going to minimize it in any way. It's, it's hitting you at every level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it hits your pocketbook because you're not making money. It hits your relationships because you're moody. It hits, it hits your ego because nobody wants me. Um, it hits, you know, all the pieces of, of who and what, we, what we're all about. And, and it hurts your heart if you're not doing what it is that you love to do. And I am crazy blessed that I, I love what I do. I absolutely love it. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful because <laughs> it wasn't always like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. You're fantastic. I, your energy is awesome. Thank you. Jen. One of the things I said about you is true. Not that I didn't, not that I doubted her. But. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it definitely, I, I know that we say this all the time, but like your people, your tribe, they are, they are like the lightning rods to, to, each other's success. Like there is, you know, I was talking about this um, this morning, the topic was character defects. And I was talking about what I refer to as the three C's. So I sponsor a lot of women. I sponsor like eight women. And um, I, uh, that's my, that's my other part-time job. Ha-ha. I know, that's uh, a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. I got, I got a big life. And so the three C's are competing, comparing and complaining. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's like the shell game. They don't have to go in that order. They can like move themselves around whenever they want. Competing, comparing, complaining. If I start to see any of that in my life, my character defects, I know that it's all going to funnel down into one thing, which is fear. It'll all just just throw itself in the funnel and the same result will come out every single time. And so, you know, to get out of that, to get out of those that kind of um, spiral or that loop, it's like, shut up and stop making it about you. Nobody freaking cares about you. What other people think about you is none of your goddamn business. Just get busy. And, and, and when you are in a safe place, like a tribe, like, like girl power and all that, um, that humanity, I think that the volume just, goes up. And I think for all of us, right, we've been in unsafe workplaces, you probably see so many unsafe workplaces. And whether it's in my career, or whether it's in my personal life, or in my spiritual life, that that through line is is consistent. Like, like, there is there is I'm not saying I like everything and I'm not going to agree with you. I'm not going to, uh, as I said, co-sign on your bullshit. So I'm not going to, it's not going to be any of that, but at the same time, you're going to be safe. And I, 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 that is, that is a non-negotiable with me. That's what it's all about though. And that's part of, um, you know, some of the things we're doing of like that psychological safety, right. Mm -hmm. And like creating that vulnerability based trust so that I can feel safe being and doing and saying what I need to say while I'm here. Cause it's not, it's not normed. It's not the norm. It's not what we do. <laughs> no. And that, and that, um, you know, the, the truism is, is that while we can say that, I think our own belief system tells us whoever it is, no matter what I'm being judged. Like there's like almost like this, this basement level that, that is, 
it's it's always you're always standing on that floor, right? And the, and that judgment, like, how do you even know if if you're not if somebody else isn't judging, even if the words are coming out? <laughs> it's it's safe. It's vulnerable. You can be vulnerable. You can be doing this and that. And that is probably just uh, the virtues of being consistent with building trust. Yeah. And oh, it's so funny. I'm reading this thing about um, parenting um, and how it how you were parented, how it affects you in your adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we all know it's like do as I say, not as I do doesn't actually work. Yet we still bring that into companies as well. It's like, here's our manifesto. Here are our values, you know. Um, but if you're not living by those as an organization, everyone knows you're bullshit. <laughs> and I, you know, then that's when there's like in-grouping and toxicity and siloing and all of that stuff that just literally makes it harder to do work. You know, it's not even, oh. it's, you know, people are upset, which they are, but you're not getting as much work done either. You're not producing oh. as much. All that other stuff is such noise. Yeah. It's noise and it takes so much energy. We've talked about that before, like the energy it takes to exist in that kind of environment. Oh. It's so much. Oh, you're, you know, it's like you're, you need to have eyes all around you, like in the back of your head, in your elbow, like wherever you are, because you're always on guard. And it's, um, it does, it, 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 it takes away from that primary purpose of why you're there to begin with, right? Why am I there to begin with? I'm, I'm there to deliver X and, you know, build this relationship Y. And, and that can really, really be a horrible obstruction and it's um, it also, I think, is very um, psychologically damaging, right? Um, really damaging. I, I'll I'll mention just that um, a lot of it's interesting for me because my parents are. I mean, I wouldn't say I didn't think that they were elderly, but they're in their mid eighties, and both of my parents are um, dealing with COVID right now. My mom is currently in the hospital. My dad is in a rehab facility recovering from COVID also has dementia. My mom, who is like fiercely independent, you spoke with her before the call, 102, you know, it was down, back up, down, back up on oxygen. And, you know, I've been, I've been kind of like, like thrown off guard because like her parenting style is like, deal with it. Like, just like, just like, like literally, like, like, I don't even want to go into it. But the point is, is that she's, she's always been that person that makes, that makes no big deal about anything. And so watching her and the, my brothers and I kind of SWAT team this approach of how we're navigating all the doctors is shocking the hell out of her. Like you guys are so overboard or, you know, she just wants to go home. She wants to rip that oxygen tank out of her, out of her and, you know, go to Nordstrom's on the way home. You know what I mean? Like that's who she is. Oh, funny. We're we're, we're parenting. We're parenting our 80 year old children right now. Amen to that. (laughs) Yes. Um, so I love that we just rolled into this and we're going to keep rolling. Um, so Lauren, I, we, I would love to know, seeing that the make work human podcast, what does make work human mean for you? Mm, I'm so glad that we had this little ramp up because 
making work human is is and and part of leadership, I believe, is really infusing um, a level of emotional, psychological safety, and most importantly, you have to be that example. Um, you'll never necessarily know the traits and the behaviors, the characteristics that are, um, you know, translated from person to person to person. And so just like parenting, right, we, we think that we're putting out this, but they're taking away that. And as long as that's consistent, then that team and, and that humanity within each individual person um, is developed. I've seen it work in both directions. I've seen I've seen that that be, um, and and I, I and I think that I learned an interesting nuance earlier this week in talking to a fellow colleague where he talked about the difference between being personal and being personable, mm. and I thought that that was really awesome because I think that there's oftentimes a very um, murky line or, or division between what it means to create emotional or physical or emotional psychological safety, right? It's like, how do managers, how do employees, individual contributors keep a boundary that is not compromising who and what they are without overstepping, oversharing, um, and, and actually being seen as somebody who is um, unprofessional, right? Because I think that there is that dichotomy, right? So if I am human, I may run the risk of not being seen as, you know, a powerful suit. And so I think that there is, um, of course, uh, you know, within each company, varying degrees of humanity. I think the the million dollar question is, what's the right fit for you? And how do you calibrate in terms of what's right for you as it is echoed or, or supported in the organization? I love that. I love that the idea of choosing what's right for you, um, which brings me to a curiosity because you are a, a coach and you coach people that are looking for jobs. Is that something that you talk to them about? Do you coach people on understanding how much humanity do I need and how do I look for that in a company? So um, both at the beginning and at the end um, of, of this process, and, and I should, should also say throughout, but I think that where, where the rubber meets the road is when they are starting to assess that from them for themselves in terms of the values that they have. So you know, if you are familiar with Ikigai, you probably are, where it talks about, you know, what you love to do, what you're great at. Embedded in some of that, right, is is a value. If you are a, a gregarious person, for example, you know, being in a heads-down organization is, is probably not your jam. Um, and if you love to connect with people and you're, you know, that person who, you know, goes to the happy hours and loves company functions, then you want to align with companies that may have a more rah-rah culture. That makes perfect sense. Um, but I think that what what is people can say that they are, and I'm hearing this 
quite a bit. Oh, I'm mission driven. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm purpose driven and I'm okay with them using that label because that's the natural default. But I think that understanding the, I need to make a difference. Um, I'm going to perhaps compromise something in order to do that. That's how high the value is. So there is an understanding of, you know, where your priorities are, what you may be willing to compromise in order to get it. And, um, you know, so I definitely there, but also um, if they are seeing signs throughout the interview process that are red flags, like they are um, feeling like they are, I mean, it's a fine line because again, they're interviewing. So there's, there has to be some grace and allowance on both ends, but if they are, if they are not, not, able to build rapport, um, that could be a telltale sign that, you know, that culture m might not be very embracing of that kind of, that kind of per personality or, or value that is, um, about transparency, right? If you're getting that kind of like wall and that's your manager, um, that could, th that needs to be factored into the decisions later on. And then finally, when you get towards the end of it, I have a, a module called sniff testing, which is also um, also known as AKAs. Um, where are the dead bodies, and 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 what's underneath them, right? So you need to know what they really mean if they're mission based or purpose based or diversity based. Like, what actions are they really taking? You know, I know that there's a lot of um, people that I work with that say, I want to work for a women-led organization. And I'm like, that's awesome. I want a company that has women founders. And then at times they've done a little bit more digging and who's the CFO? The husband. <laughs> and so this is the guy that holds the purse strings. And even though the board looks like it's all women-led, it's I'm not saying don't take it. I'm saying at least keep your eyes wide open and understand that the guy that's holding all the Benjamins, it's a guy. So just go in there, eyes wide open, and know what you're signing up for. So such such good stuff. And I was just thinking about, like, as you were saying that, like the sniff test, right? Do you think that's become harder now that everything is so virtual? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, so you're not going to get the... The, the human feelies. You're not going to, you're not going to get that handshake or, you know, Oh, would you like a cup of coffee or anything like that? You're not going to get that spontaneous. Let me take you around the office. You're not going to see, you know, what the camaraderie looks like, you know, at the, uh, you know, water cooler, you're not going to be able to witness that. So on, on, to your point, yes, it, it is harder that way. What you are doing, and you could do this obviously before pandemic, but now I, I think that there is a different level of um, of inquiry and and research and digging that should be done. Um, yes, of course, there's Glassdoor, and that also is something that we want to take with a grain of salt because true, you know, true story. A lot of those people are disgruntled, but there, you know, I. I <laughs> I will tell you that most people want to help others land a job. 
And to the extent that they can share their experience with what it was like working at that company. So all those ex-employees are, are great ways, great ways to get some solid intel of what their experience was like there. Anybody, and in fact, I have a, a client interviewing today with a big public company. You know, she listened to the annual, the, the last earnings call. She, you know, did all her research in terms of understanding, you know, what their initiatives are. And so she's watched YouTube videos of the C-suite. So she knows what they're, what they sound like, what they, what they talk about, even a little bit about their personal life to the extent that the internet will allow. So, you know, there are ways, but then the questionings, the questions that the interviewee is asking can reveal probably the most. And I, I do stress to, to clients that I work with that as much preparation as you are doing to answer the anticipated questions that they're going to ask, you are hugely responsible for asking the questions that are going to uncover the, the questions, concerns that you might have. Um, because if you don't ask now, then it's it's you take full full ownership for whatever that upside or consequence might be. So I think it's really important that in your questioning, you clear off the the questions that would align with the values that you came up with to begin with. I love it. It's like we, you know, we're making work human. This is making interviewing human. <laughs> like this is how to do interviewing human. <laughs> and I love that you're teaching and guiding people through this because I think it's so even more now so important to understand what you're getting yourself into, right? We've seen what kind of happens when things fall to pieces and you want to make sure you're aligned with an organization that stands for what you stand for, you know, as much as you possibly can and still have a job, right? <laughs> right. But that breeds success. I mean, I know that we use this term, you know, set yourself up for success. I, I mean, I think that, you know, years ago, what that meant was, you know, work for a big company, you know, get a big title, make a lot of money. Now it's like, okay, who's the boss that's going to say to you, you know what? Um, I'm taking off this afternoon because I got to go to a, a ballet recital for my for my kids. Um, I'll see you later and and have a great night and just like lets it go at that because it's a value that is is exemplified through through leadership, you know. And if you are a family person, which many many of us are, there is nothing more important than that. And so you don't want to feel like you know you're going to be punished because you did what was in your value alignment, which is spending time with your family. Cool. So my gosh, there's been so much in here. Um, I mean, I could listen to you talk about this all day. <laughs> so um, kind of wrapping up, sharing like, what's the, how are you bringing this? I mean, we kind of heard all through how you're bringing this forward in your work into the world, but if you could put it and summarize it in your own words, how are you helping make work human for the future? Oh, so um, I think for all of us, we, we, you know, I say sometimes that life is a process of deductions, right? So I know I don't want this. So then I want that. I know I don't want this. So then I can gravitate this direction. So my, my human, the humanity that I strive to bring into every conversation, 
Um, every coaching session, every group session that I have is not only am I here for you, but I don't want you to need me anymore. I want you to pick this up so that this job, the next job, and the jobs going forward are you are able to implement this in a consistent and repeatable way. So this is not about I'm a great coach. This is about you being able to integrate these tools insofar as they become yours and they become lifelong because we don't graduate from networking. Um, you know, for many of us, we are we are going to be working hopefully, you know, with a lot of joy and freedom well into the latter parts of our lives. And those things are going to change. Um, you know, I, I had a conversation on LinkedIn or it, was, it aroused a lot of interaction about, you know, the dream job. Well, maybe now it, there is a dream job and that's what it looks like. But there that is going to change over time. Your values are going to change. The areas that you want to grow and learn are going to change. The types of environments that, you know, I mean, I've worked in many, 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 many cutthroat environments. Not for me anymore. I don't want to do it. I just done. Um, I want to be around people that are kind and loving and human. And, you know, I fully embrace mistakes um, for myself and for my clients, the clients that are that, you know, say, I just screwed up that interview. Um, you know, OK, great. What did you learn? How are you going to to use it next time? You know, what would you do differently? Um, that gets to be the last time that you ever do that. Congratulations. You know, that was the last time that you will not have to, you know, go into an interview unprepared. And so I, I think that it's, it is ever present. Um, I'm, I'm a very, um, I'm very accepting as a person. I'm, that doesn't mean I love everyone and everyone's amazing, but I'm also, um, wanting to make that very clear that I am I am here not only for you and with you, but when our time together for however long it is, you'll always be able to have access to me, but you can do this yourself. That's amazing. So good. I I think people need you in their lives. So where can people find you, Lauren, if they want to work with you? Oh, thank you, Jen. Um, so definitely on LinkedIn. Um, I know. Thank you for putting my name up here. Um, it, it, both of them are awkward spelling. So I get that. Um, I am on LinkedIn a lot. I'm also on Clubhouse, Lauren G, L-O-R-E-N-G. And um, I have my website, PortfolioRocket.com, that is about to be relaunched with a redesign. Yoo-hoo! Shout out to Andy Sharp, who is the designer. Um, but, you know, those are those are three places. You, you pretty much, uh, my address is pretty much LinkedIn for, for the most part. And and, and now, I, now I have a room at the house, so. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I could listen to you all day and like would totally do that. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, our listeners. Um, as always, subscribe if you want to hear more stories like Lauren's. Um, check us out at www.makeworkhuman.pod. Makeworkhumanpod.com. I do that every time. Um, and, and check out all of our resources there. Thanks again. 
We'll see you guys soon. Guys, thank you so much. <laughs>